Welcome to the Mile High Fight Show, the podcast where we break down the latest in the fighting world. Joined by my friend and co-host Enrique Cisneros, I'm Ryan Marinholtz, and let's get started. On deck for today, UFC 278, which delivered some massive bangers on Saturday night. Enrique, what did you think of the card? Uh, well, first of all, I was uh, just very grateful for the company I had. I got to watch it with you and your mom, uh, so shout out to you guys for having me over. And then also, um, yeah, dude, that, that card was amazing. I was like, I've been buzzing thinking about that card all day long, um, especially the main event between uh, Kamara Usman and Leon Edwards. So, yeah, I, I've been stoked to talk about it all day. Absolutely, yeah, a ton of fun, ton of fun to watch it with you and uh, a ton of fun to uh, introduce my mom to the sport as well as the first time she watched it and was a heck of a card to uh, introduce somebody on. Uh, had a lot of fun fights. So, um, but before we get into UFC 278, let's jump into a couple news stories here. First of all, Whaley Zhang versus Carla Sparza agreed to fight at UFC 281 on November 12th in New York. And yeah, that's a banger right there. Uh, very ready to see Whaley Zhang, uh, Zhang fight again. And uh, Carla Sparza coming off another one as well that um, I think both of them looking to rebound. And uh, I mean, We've already talked about some of the fights that are going on around this time in the UFC on November 12th there, uh, and just another great fight to add to that roster. Yeah, this um, this November 12th card is gonna is looking to um, shape up really, really nice. I mean, obviously, you have the main event, which is going to be Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. Um, this, this is what... I'm sorry. This is what I imagine is going to be the co-main event with Carla Esparza making her first title defense um, of the belt that she just won off Rose uh, Nami Yunez. Um, so Weili Zhang is obviously looking to uh, get her title shot and get her uh, title opportunity or get an opportunity to get her title back. Uh, you know, as she just held it right before Rose. Mm-hmm. Um and especially with uh, Wei Li Zhang's uh, very impressive uh, knockout over Yana Yochek-Chek in her last time out. Um, yeah, um, I'm very, very excited about this fight. I did not think Carla Esparza was going to fight Wei Li Zhang so soon, um, but it is about that time. And, you know, you can only, you can only, I guess, not fight for so long before you have to take a fight. So uh, glad that we get to see this one on November 12th. And, um, yeah, that card is starting to look nice and stacked, so I'm excited. Right. Yeah, no, I, I know it is a little quick after as far as the last fight, but I, I will certainly take it uh, as quick as we can get it with these uh, fighters here. And one of the more exciting divisions just all together in the UFC, I would argue. Um, and so, yeah, I'm super excited for this one, but the card as a whole uh, with that banger of a main fight as well. Uh, but similar situation with our next story here uh, that could potentially be the co-main event, or thinking at least, uh, Tony Ver- Ferguson agrees to fight Li Jingliang at welterweight at UFC 279 on September 10th. Uh, obviously, the main event there. Uh, you know, Cosma Kamea versus Nate Diaz, uh, and then potentially the co-main here between Tony Ferguson and Li Jing Liang. Uh, absolutely a, a banger in the waiting. And I, I cannot wait for this one either. Tony Ferguson, you know, we were talking about this off air, a legend in the UFC and has had some rough outings. Um, but Li Jing, uh, Jing Liang, 
uh, is no pushover. And so uh, I'll be really excited to see if Tony can overcome this and uh, rise back up or if Li Jingling is going to continue his rise um, because he's looked really, uh, really good. And I really enjoyed watching his last fight in particular. Yeah, no, uh, very well put, Ryan. Uh, I agree completely. Tony Ferguson is a legend of the sport. Uh, it will be nice to see him get a little bit of love, uh, being uh, at least what we think is going to be the co-main event for UFC 279 featuring uh, Cosmo Chimaev and Mr. Nate Diaz himself. Um yeah, Tony's a, leg- uh, a legend. He still sells, you know, so making him a co-main, if that's what they choose to do, beefs up the card a little bit. Um, I heard they added this fight just because um, the card wasn't selling very well, which makes sense. Uh, I'm not sure if the UFC set this one up to sell very well, but they needed to sell regardless um, as best as it can, even though Nate Diaz is going to do numbers on his own. So, um, yeah, glad to see another fight get added to this card. Because uh, it's looking a little weak for sure, but still should be a banger. Uh, Tony Ferguson and uh, the leech, as they call him, um, should put in a, a great show. So I'm I'm very excited about this one. Absolutely, yeah. and and I mean, as you've said a million times, uh, just that whole lineup over the last, uh, next uh, couple months here, coming up through August through what December at this point just card after card after card with it's crazy to say a Cosma Kimea versus Nate Diaz card is probably like the weakest main card that they've set up for those months but it it do be (laughs) like that's just how it is Uh, everything else it looks so freaking good that uh, even something with you know those two fighters and then Tony Ferguson and Li Jingliang is uh uh probably the the weakest out of that bunch and uh i can't wait for it on top of the other ones that we've talked about so with that we can jump into ufc 278 it just happened uh and was one of those ones that we were sitting there looking forward to for a while so uh you know we can just jump right into the main event itself uh we did ask you guys who you thought was going to win between kamaro usman and leon edwards on our weekly question there and you guys predicted kamaro usman and honestly as did we uh, but the main event delivers with a stunning upset of the previously undefeated Kamaro Usman by Leon Edwards, who put in a solid outing at first, keeping competitive with the Nigerian Nightmare and even landing the very first takedown of his opponent in the UFC before Kamaro bounced back to control the fight mostly until the last minute of round five when Leon fainted a right-handed strike, sending Usman dodging to his right where he found a strong Edwards head kick that put him out cold, leaving everyone's jaws hanging open and a new welterweight champion in the books. And what a freaking fight. You know, like, you definitely saw Usman. I, I mean, you saw Usman, although I would say, like, I was already impressed by Leon Edwards giving him the fight that he did. You saw Usman still being Kamar Usman and still dominating. And then you get to that last minute, and the even the announcers are sitting there and saying like, "Oh, Leon Edwards did his best, but uh, Kamaru Usman's just too much for him. He's he just this winner, like, and that's what Kamaru Usman is. And then all it takes is one second and a snap, and he's on the the mat, and Leon Edwards is the brand new champion. Yeah, I mean it's um, I can't 
like I can't even describe how I feel about it because truthfully, it's absolutely still like mind boggling to me that it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamara Usman was winning that fight all the way up until the last like minute, 45 seconds of it. And um, out of nowhere, just gets kicked in the in the side of his head and is just asleep. He's just completely out. Lights cold, no response, nothing. Ref gets on top, waves the fight off, and all of a sudden, Leon Edwards is your new champion. And not only does it shake up the division, it was a huge, huge knockout. Um, Kamara Usman is such a good fighter. And it just goes to show you how dangerous and the consequences of the sport can be. You know, if you give up a touchdown, that's one thing. If you give up a, you know, go ahead, uh, layup, that's one thing. Kamara Usman dropped his hands and got knocked unconscious. He got sent to the shadow round by Leon Edwards. Yep. So the consequences of MMA were uh, on on display. Um, and this goes to show how beautiful the sport is because there's not very many sports where the entire outcome of the sporting event can be changed at any second. Yeah, so... I would expect uh, there's probably going to be a third meeting between these guys. Um, I don't see how there's a way we get out of a uh, a trilogy fight to determine who's going to uh, take the series between Kamara Usman and Leon Edwards. Um, I'm not entirely sure on when that's going to happen, obviously, as they just got done fighting. But I would imagine if Jorge Masvidal is not the next fight for Leon Edwards, then I would imagine Kamara Usman uh, rematch is going to be his uh, first official title defense. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it still is just so so mind-blowing that the knockout happened. Uh, and, yeah, if that fight goes a minute later um, and it goes to a decision, you know, Kamara Usman is the winner of that fight. But Leon Edwards made sure it didn't go to a decision. And sometimes that's all you need is just the ability to be able to make sure that it doesn't go to a decision to make sure that you're the guaranteed winner. So congratulations to uh, Mr. Leon Edwards. And I can't wait to, um, I can't honestly wait to see either of those guys fight again. I'm so excited. I know, let alone against each other. And uh, that's such a great point that I honestly, I was so I've been over the last day, so stunned that it even happened. Like you said, that I uh, didn't even think about the fact that it's a perfect setup for the trilogy Obviously, you have Usman taking the first one by unanimous decision, and then uh, Leon Edwards taking this one uh, in a stunner. And yeah, that if it's not the first title defense, uh, it'll be very quickly afterwards, um, I'm sure. And we'll get that uh, that super nice trilogy, and I cannot wait. So with that, the co-main event on UFC 278 was Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold. Uh, a very entertaining battle between two powerful strikers. They went back and forth throughout the fight, at one point with Costa landing a strike to the groin of Rockhold, and though he had or thought he had the finish, uh, but Rockhold recovered and soldiered on with a bloody face, battling away on their feet and ground uh, on their feet and on the ground till the last seconds when Rockhold took top position and then smothered his face blood all over Costa uh, in one of the more theatrical UFC fights lately. After the match, Rockhold retired, having given it his all, uh, his all in the octagon, and uh, Paulo Costa came away with the victory there. So, unfortunately, Rockhold uh, retired empty-handed. But um, 
such a respectable effort from him and uh one of like the more just entertaining fights that i've watched uh in the last you know few months of the ufc but not even necessarily because like it was a good fight but it wasn't so good because of the fight it was like the uh the energy of it and the like the theatrics they kind of rockled almost brought to it it was crazy it was like you were watching this this warrior and he like at one point with his blood he like smeared it across his face with his fingers it was just like just like animalistic crazy shit um and it was really cool to see him go you know no holds barred in his very last fight yeah, I thought this fight was actually, like, literally insane. Um, I, I had thought from the very get-go when this matchup was announced, I thought uh, this was a big mismatch for Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold not only went in there and held his own and ate huge shots from Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa is yeah. known for his power, and he and uh, Luke Rockhold ate all those shots and kept coming. Um, obviously, Luke Rockhold's been fighting in the UFC for a very long time. Um, you know, he's just, he's been doing it for a really long time. And so he got gassed out a little bit, um, got a bit tired for sure. Showed that in the fight. I mean, my man was literally taking breaks, like in the middle of the fight. So, um, which was hilarious. And then, yeah, then you have all the, the craziness of them talking shit to each other. And Luke just hitting him with these power shots as his hands are on his knees and, then he takes him down randomly and he's shoving blood all over him and it was just it was a crazy fight from top to bottom um but it was one of those ones that i'll always remember like i'll always talk about how luke rockhold rubbed his bloody face in the face of polo costa um it's something that is going to be part of the ufc's uh history for a long time uh you know and i i would argue that um you know when you bring up uh, Luke Rockhold, you know, you'll remember him for the, this fight and not uh, some of the knockouts that he had as well, which is which is a good way for Luke to go out. You know, Luke's Luke's last few fights have ended in um, pretty devastating knockout. So to see him, you know, although he lost, to see him not get knocked out um, and to go out, you know, while putting up a pretty decent fight was uh, was entertaining, and I appreciate I appreciate you, Luke, and. Congratulations on retirement, dog. Absolutely well said, my friend. And uh, yeah, just a very fun fight to watch. And uh, like you said, that, that will surely, like definitely something we haven't seen in the UFC before and uh, something that will persist in the UFC legend uh, just because of how, you know, theatrical and fun it was. So, uh, but the third fight on this card here, bantamweight bout between Jose Aldo and Marab Gavalishvili, which I think I hopefully pronounced that correctly, although clearly wanted to keep the fight on their feet and was mostly able to get his wish, stuffing takedown attempt after a takedown attempt, but unfortunately, Gavalishvili was too much on the feet as well, peppering Aldo with leg and body kicks, knees to the thigh, and a nice variation of strikes to take Aldo through three rounds and win himself the unanimous decision. And yeah, I thought this was a solid fight. Um, I really liked just the, uh, you know, variation, like I said, that Devalishvili was given Aldo there and um, was pretty much in control of the fight for most of it. Uh, you know, Jose Aldo, obviously not a pushover, um, but he was able to do good work on him. And uh, Aldo did a great job of at least keeping him, uh, you know, on the feet and avoiding a lot of those takedowns where 
I think Dvalishvili is really deadly, um, but he proved that he was enough on his feet as well for Aldo. Yeah, I thought, um, I thought, in my personal opinion, before the fight happened, I thought this was going to be one of the more exciting fights. Um, I, I still thought it was an exciting fight. I, I can't can't hate on the fight. Um, the only thing I will say is that Jose Aldo frustrates me in certain ways because although Jose looks like he can still be out there, he still has the speed, still has the reaction time, still has the power to hang with these guys, he, like, is such a slow starter now that it almost um, it almost hampers him in these fights. Um, you know, he almost, like, gives away rounds uh, to some of these guys when he obviously you shouldn't but um I, i'm just not sure what's going on um i, I definitely do think he's a contender I, I think he can still fight with the, the best of the best but you know um yeah I, you just start losing to more and more guys um whether you're giving them rounds or you're actually losing to them um i thought marab had a great game plan i thought he fought beautifully i thought uh, jose fought you know, admirably as well, but uh, I just wish that Jose was putting more together in the first uh, round and a half. Um, you know, but hey, what can you do? You, um, you know, just learn and move forward, and hopefully uh, Aldo can get the next one. And I know I don't think Aldo's going to retire anytime soon. He still looks good out there. He just, uh, you know, just yeah. a l- little bit of a slow starter now. Absolutely, yeah, and it's. You know, it's crazy to, to watch a fight and really feel like uh, Jose Aldo didn't necessarily deliver because he's usually such a consistent uh, guy like that. But Gvalishvili was just uh, a, a good match for him, and uh, he was able to take him down there. And Jose Aldo will uh, obviously rebound if we know anything from his career uh, before. So, And he, like you said, he, he looked good. It's just that Gvalishvili did his thing, and uh, it was kind of a quiet fight. Like you said, it wasn't, uh, you know... Babastic or anything, he just won it. Just happened, and we moved on. <laughs> it's just how it was. Um, but the next fight on the card here, women's bantamweight bout: Wu Yunnan versus Lucy Pudilova. Wu was able to consistently land some nice kicks and jabs throughout the fight, uh, but Pudilova found her luck on the ground, taking the first round with top control and trading some blows in the second before finding the ground again. With Booty Lobe able to land a flurry of elbows and getting the ref to stop it there. Yeah, I, I mean, these chicks came to throw hands. Like, from the opening bell, you know, they were exchanging. Um, and even more so, both of them put up a hell of a fight. I was very impressed because, to be honest, and I feel bad saying this, I haven't seen either of these girls, to my knowledge. Uh, maybe maybe uh, Booty Lova. But to my knowledge, neither of the, the women sound uh, very familiar. Um, but they, they definitely put on a fight and definitely, um, like, kept the action and the pace of that main card uh, very nice and smooth. You know, like, that, that main card was is, is one of the better ones we've seen all year. And uh, this fight had a lot to do with it. Um, those elbows up top just vicious just absolutely vicious elbows raining down uh, yeah like honestly I, I thought the ref could have stopped it a bit sooner than he ended up doing with the, how vicious those elbows were and the fact that she wasn't defending 
but um, still, nonetheless, congratulations on the victory. And um, yeah, I can't I can't wait to see either of these women fight again. Actually, I I, I think they're going to uh, make some noise in this division for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And right in the same boat there is like, this is my first fight for both those uh, ladies, but they put together a solid fight for a main card fight there. And uh, yeah, I, I would like to see uh, more for sure. Uh, and I think they both have different strengths too, which is nice. So I, I'd like to see them against some of the other, uh, you know, women that bantamweight division. But a couple prelim uh, shouts or shout outs for you guys, a couple fights that uh, really delivered there. First of which, Sean Woodson versus Luis Saldana. A solid battle to open the prelim card. Saldana landed some early strikes that stunned Woodson and at one point laid down a near knee-to-head hit on Woodson as he was getting up off the mat, costing Saldana a point. Uh, The two would continue to battle through to the decision, which resulted in a draw. And yeah, I mean, you know, just uh, again for a a prelim opener, uh, had a lot of action in it. You, you know, you had those um, stuns in the the first round there uh, on Woodson, and he was able to keep going, real tall, skinny guy. And um, But he did get knocked down on, I think it was the second, um, you know, stunner that he had, and he was trying to get back up. And then Saldana came in and uh, almost hit him on the – like he hit him in the head with his leg. But I think – and I'm not exactly sure how they determine all that, but I think the reason why he didn't – get disqualified because I thought he was going to get disqualified was because it wasn't like straight up kneecap to head. It was more like his front thigh to his head. Like, but otherwise I, I, when I saw it live, I was like, bro, dude's disqualified. Like he saw him getting up and then ran towards him and just laid into his face with the the leg. Um, And I was like, I, I, I don't know how that's just a point, but, um, you know, Woodson was able to survive the rest of the round and Saldana uh, didn't do a whole lot more damage and they ended up in the draw there. So probably would have been a, a win for Saldana if he didn't uh, land that knee. And then our last prelim shout out here uh, between AJ Fletcher and Andre Lusa. Uh, Andre Lusa landed some hefty strikes early making AJ look outmatched before Fletcher was able to stun Lusa and absolutely unload on him, hoping for a finish, but Lusa ate it all up, and then the two exhausted men simply survived to tell the tale and ended it with a unanimous decision win for Lusa. Uh, and yeah, this was, a, uh, again, an exciting fight for part of the prelim card there. Uh, Lusa looked solid early with the reach advantage, kind of picking away, picking his shots, landing some nice ones right on the chin of Fletcher. Um, but then Fletcher was able to just get in there and absolutely unload on him, uh, stun him, and then he, he used every bit of energy that he had left um, and was just absolutely exhausted when he wasn't able to uh, take uh, you know Lusa out there. And I th- You could argue that the ref could have stopped it, but... Uh, honestly, that was just pure power and pure, uh, you know, will to stay up from Lusa and then finish the fight there and uh, take the, the decision win. So good for him. That is going to do it for us today. Of course, check us out on social media at Mile High Flight Show on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and at MHFS Podcast for both Twitter and our merch on Redbubble. Thank you so much to everyone that listens. This has been the Mile High Fight Show. 
and we'll see you guys next week to recap the Ciro Gane versus Tai to Ivasa fight night.